You're listening to On the Record, the podcast of the Bristol Herald Courier. Virginia's General Assembly returns to Richmond January 8th, and legislation to allow casino gaming will again be on their plates. This is David McGee. I sat down this week for an exclusive conversation with Jim McLaughlin, who, along with Clyde Stacy, is proposing to establish a resort casino at the former Bristol Mall. We talked about the legislation, updates on the project, a new affiliation with Hard Rock International, and a state report that McLaughlin said undervalues the Bristol project. Well, obviously, the, the legislation goes back before the General Assembly. There's some change in the General Assembly, uh, some new faces in new places, some new leadership. Uh, I'd, I'd just like to hear what your thoughts are as you guys get ready to, to go back to Richmond. Well, we are pleased to be back in front of the General Assembly once again. I think the bills have been pre-filed and action's going to start next week, as you know. But uh, after the JLARC study, uh, which is not totally satisfying about some of its numbers, but after that study, I feel like we're certainly in a better place to have positive legislation because they really are uh, favorable in terms of what it can do for Bristol, even though it can do a lot more. So we'll talk a little more today, I'm sure. Sure. Do you do you sense any any change? Do you sense with with the new Democratic leadership in the in in both houses? Do you do you sense any any opportunity for change, or do you think you think they're going to be pretty receptive to what you're doing? Well, David, as you know, last year both parties, uh, delegates from both parties, and senators from both parties supported us. We didn't uh, get it to a vote on the floor, but uh, uh, of the house. But uh, I I think it will be more positive since we have the Taylor. Uh, uh, study completed. Okay. The the bills that, that I read or were introduced are basically the exact same bill that we had last year. Are you satisfied with that legislation or do you think that something needs to be changed or modified in any of that? Well, there's so much to it. I'd rather get into the details of it right now. Okay. I think if it passes in a, sort of the way that our patrons here in Southwest Virginia have uh, have proposed it, it would be pleasing to us, and we'd be able to do this job and, and complete this project. Okay. Are you aware, I'd heard some conjecture that there might be a, an effort to maybe take the, uh, the referendum piece out of it uh, by a couple folks here in town. Have, have you heard any of that, or are you aware of that? No, I'm not aware of it, and I sincerely doubt that that would happen. Okay. We don't recommend it either. Okay. I would want to do this with the majority support of the residents and citizens of Bristol, Virginia. Okay. You mentioned the JLARC report, and it was it was basically favorable for for your project uh, and, and for the other proposed casinos. What was what was your overall impression of the report and and how they portrayed your your project? Well, I think they missed it on their project. Uh, I think they did a more generic uh, uh, report than they did a specific uh, project like we have here at Bristol. And where they missed it, I think, uh, David, is that uh, we are going—we want to be and will be, if it's passed, a destination resort, not just a standalone casino. And mm-hmm. there's such a big difference in that. For instance, when they reported the jobs and the taxes, I think they missed it. They reported 1,067 jobs. Right. 
think about spending not 200 million as they suggest, but maybe five or 600 million or way, way more, building a 600 room hotel rather than a 200 and having hard rock entertainment and their amenities. We, we are going to employ way more people than that. And, uh, and the taxes are going to be just for food and lodging, which they left out. That's 17 million to the city that they left out of the report. So uh, I would say that the report didn't cover what we think we're about, and that is to become a, a resort that will bring people not only to the casino. Of course, the casino is the little nuclear engine that makes people come here. But when they come for entertainment, concerts, all the amenities that Hard Rock offers, at their uh, destination resorts, and they will offer here. I think we'll see people not only come to out to the mall, but they'll be downtown shopping in the antique stores out at the Falls or the Pinnacle. Uh, they'll be uh, down at the Barter Theater on the Creeper Trail. They'll go to the lake. They'll go to over to Buckingham County to the breaks, and eventually it's going to make this town fun. But we have to have the starter of this, the seed, which is the is the casino. Mm -hmm. For that, then the rest is going to just just naturally follow, and that's going to create, I believe, over the over the uh, over a short period of time, we're going to have thousands and thousands of jobs for our area, and a lot of taxes for for Bristol and and for the Commonwealth. Right. In terms of the the taxes, I do hope the Commonwealth will will see a fit to leave more here than to take it all back to Richmond, but we need it here. I was going to ask you about that. The, the JLARC report proposed some different tax rates, uh, three different scenarios, basically, of, of what the rate should be. Do you do you have a specific preference in those, or wh what are your thoughts about that? Well, if we have a, a if we have a resort rather than just a casino, we cannot pay twenty seven percent. We're going to have to pay more, like nine to twelve percent, and uh, with and let. It, Unless that happens, we can't create what we really need to create. Because uh, most of these amenities are not going to create a lot of money. And it has to come from somewhere to build this kind of type of facility. So basically, they could have it taxed high enough that you couldn't even start. But I'm hopeful that, uh, and they did mention that, that it should be lower for, for uh, a destination resort or a small town city like Bristol. So mm -hmm. hopefully tax will be much less than they suggested because we're going to do a lot more. So is that maybe going to be a <clears throat> is that <clears throat> excuse me is that going to be maybe a point of emphasis for you all when you when you talk with lawmakers that 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 you want that lower tax rate as opposed to the middle or the higher rate that they are proposing? Well, yes, and I think it's well known that in all the places that do have destination resorts and successful uh, casinos that that have been there for years and work and employ a lot of people that the tax rate. In Nevada, Mississippi, Atlantic City are much less than that. Okay. With Hard Rock, <clears throat> excuse me, um, with Hard Rock coming on board, does that fundamentally change anything about the the project as as you all proposed it last year, or does that just enhance what what you're doing? Well, I think it's a real game changer in terms of enhancement. Hard Rock is a well-known entertainment commodity. It's a company that I have come to very much like. Uh, they care about their employees, they care about their customers, and they are, you go to one of their facilities, it's a happening place and everybody has a good time. And uh, I just think that they're so well known for entertainment and amenities, concerts particularly, they, they had 17,000 concerts in last year. Uh, wow. At the 
sponsor. And we would be a dropping off point for many of those, uh, those uh, entertainment uh, uh, facilities that I'm talking about, uh, performers, that we could get here we otherwise would not be able to if we didn't have them. I just think it's a win-win for, for Bristol, for Hard Rock, and for particularly the, the people who come here, they're going to see a very elevated, elevated entertainment proposition compared to what we could give them. Hard Rock is just the best. Can you? It's been about a month since you guys announced that. Can you? <clears throat> can you talk a little bit about the process? How many? How many potential partners did you look at? And and what? Uh, you you talked about how, how what you think of Hard Rock. What, what was it that maybe separated them from somebody else that that might have come in and operated this casino? I would say one thing that's so important. Hard Rock is a company that operates like us. A handshake is a big deal with them, and it is with us. We talked to. Uh, several other uh, possible managers and partners of uh, the same size as Hard Rock. And uh, one day somebody suggested that I might call the CEO of Hard Rock. And I said, well, I don't even know who he is. And they said, well, he'll take your call. Here's his number. I happened to be out at Barrett Jackson with Rusty Wallace and somebody, <laughs> Hard Rock CEO. So I got the number. I called him the next morning. He took the number on his cell phone. He took the call on his cell phone. I gave him a 10-minute talk about what's going on in Bristol, what we're hoping for, and he said, well, when can I come to see you? And I said, well, I'm out in Arizona right now, Scottsdale, this Grant Jackson automobile auction. I, I'll be back Sunday night. He said, how about Monday? I said, okay, Monday would be great. He said, I'll be there at 8 o'clock. He flew from Fort Lauderdale and was knocking on our door at 8 o'clock in the morning. And you know what? We, we had a memorandum of understanding that afternoon. Uh, uh, that's wow. That's how they uh, reacted, I think. I just think they are as good as their word, and that's the number one thing that attracted me. And then when I saw what they really believe in and what they do, it was just, it was just such a game changer for us to, to be, be involved with them, and I, I think we made a good choice. That's, that's pretty impressive. Um, if the casino becomes a reality, what happens to Dharma Pharmaceuticals? Are they still welcome there, or what's, what's their status? Well, uh, although I have not directly been involved in that, it is my understanding that uh, that they uh, that the city has given them a, a zoning exemption uh, until a uh, plan is filed for a uh, casino and resort there, and at that point they will they will go somewhere else. Okay. <clears throat> We talked about this a little bit, but I guess my last question, assuming that the bill emerges from Richmond and, and the, the ultimate decision lies with the voters of Bristol, what kind of feedback have you gotten from the community and, and from, from folks in this area as far as their interest in this project? Well, I, I, I might be very sheltered, David, but <laughs> I've not had one person walk up to me and say, I'm against that casino. I've had so many, many people... Some I know, and many are friends, of course, but they all are so enthused about it. And when we, as I just said to someone this morning, when we announced Hard Rock, we moved from having a casino resort out there to Hard Rock. And now nine out of ten people say, what a great, great thing Hard Rock is. They don't even talk about a casino. They talk about Hard Rock. Mm -hmm. I can't tell how many are from Tennessee and how many are from Virginia, but uh, I think there's a very positive uh, uh, attitude toward, toward the project right now. I'm sure there'll be some against it, but hopefully, 
as uh, days go by, if we were to get approved for a referendum, that uh, we would all see that this this will uh, be something that could be a real big game changer for ever for Bristol. And the thing I would say to those who find some problems with it or some negativity about it, remember this is a license project and it can be taken away if it doesn't work out the correct way. So I wouldn't, I live here, my children live here, my grandchildren live here, and all my employees. I would not want this to go astray and be a bad project. But if it does in some kind of way, uh, then we, we just remind everybody it's, it's something that can be terminated if we don't run it right. Okay. You've answered all my questions. Is there anything else that, that you want to say about the project and, and, and about where you guys are? There sure is a little bit, Dave. Uh, first of all, I want to just point out a couple of things about why we need this. I looked up some numbers when I knew I was going to talk to you. And if you look at the income in Virginia uh, and northern Virginia, maybe it's Fairfax County, I know that the household income up there is $118,000. In Virginia as a whole, it's $72,000. And in Bristol, it's $36,900. That disparity is just untenable. We can't have that and, and have good schools and have highways and police that, get, that are paid properly and teachers mm -hmm. uh, properly. The less, we, the less money that we bring to this city for it and, and jobs, the further down we're going to go because we, we cannot compete in society with, with uh, outpaying these people properly and having financed and built proper schools and, and all the other things that are needed to be successful. And we're so far behind, as you can see from just those numbers. The per capita income in Bristol, Virginia is $21,589. That is awfully low to try to raise a family or live on. You just can't do that. Mm -hmm. Get this project. Jay Lark was, was not correct, I think, but we believe that the, the national average not or a worker in this industry in 19, and 19, uh, 2018 was about $41,000. So that difference is just incredible. That's for one person instead of a household. One person will earn more than $5,000 more than the entire household at this point. So I think Virginia needs to look at the needs that we have down here and the disparity we have. Uh, our tax base is low. We have this major debt. This will eliminate a large part of those problems. Not all, I'm sure, but a large part of them. To ignore us would be incredible. Uh, if you look at what happened last year, they, they gave $570 million to Amazon, one of the wealthiest companies in the world. Mm -hmm. Come to Northern Virginia, where I can't even see that jobs are needed up there. But anyway, that's been done, and I, I'm okay with that. But I really can't understand not giving us an opportunity to do this project, which is privately financed by Clyde and myself, we're not asking for any any funding from a uh, governmental agency, and we're not asking for a tax break or anybody to give us a credit. So I, I really believe in it, and I, I think most people do too, but uh, the need is pretty obvious to me. What, what we need to do is create not just a casino, and casino is important because it is the it is, as I say, it's the nuclear engine that makes all this work. Mm -hmm. You can't go out there to the mall or in Bristol and create everything else if you don't have a casino. But with the casino, we'll have conventions, people coming here and enjoying not just that resort, but everything about Bristol. And we'll lift that boat on, on that tide. 
so I, I, I think it will provide jobs that will, it will help to create this, but we have to have that license. And I think Virginia should let us have it. And to have a resort, it's got to be at a reasonable tax, and um, it's got to be something that will, and I, I do believe Jay Lark recognizes this, it has to be something that, that will help us to develop the totality of this project and not just have a, a place where you can go and make a bet. So I, I want it to be more, and I think, I think the state should want that, and I know the people of Bristol do as well. Mm -hmm. and there's a little talk about an RFP to a way to arrive at this to have have people come and bid on other countries come and bid on each city. Mm -hmm. I don't know how that would work. We have a standing facility that we made a purchase of, and uh, it seems to me to be the place of choice for the city. And I I would propose that we don't need the time of two or three years to make this judgment about having RFPs and everybody in the world come here. We we need the city to make that choice and then let the referendum be voted on at that specific place and of course then the state would have to issue a license through the lottery system. And at that point if they don't like the operator or proposed operator, the state would be involved by turning it down. So we really need to get this off the off the uh, dime, so to speak. We can't wait years and years to do this. We, you might can and if you had this in the Washington DC area, but we need this in Bristol Virginia soon, not not, not later. And uh, we can get this off the ground shortly uh, in 2021 if uh, if they would streamline that that uh, ability to be licensed. So uh, that is something I think we need. Uh, I think that's that's all I've got. Certainly, uh, I may have something else they want to say, but or you might have another question based on what I've just said. Well, I just want to follow up on one thing that that you just. Brought up, and I'd, I'd forgotten about that piece of the of the JLARC study as far as their four year timetable that they were proposing that it might take that long. If you get the approval this year from the General Assembly and it goes to the voters this year and they approve it, how soon do you think you guys could be up and running with at least part of the project? Well, the second part of that is uh, well, third part. First, the legislature, the legislature approve it. Second, the referendum approve it. Right. And then, and then third, the licensing through the lottery or whatever commission that would do it. If they would do that, say, within six months, uh, I think we could be running. We might not have the hotel complete, but we could be running in a year after we got the license. Oh. Just make that an assumption. Okay. Makes so that would be, call it, middle of 22. That makes a whole lot more sense to me than the JLARC because I mean you've got the existing building, you don't have to go through any of the, the the you know the the construction phase or any of those kinds of things. I mean you've already got some place to start. So okay, I th that makes us a very we're pretty unique because we do have a way to, to open this. All those restaurants that are out there, the retail units, you know that can be moved into in six or eight months, or maybe even shorter. <coughs> well, we we do have a hard that that is ready to go, except for the convention center, the casino itself would have to be pretty well redone, but that wouldn't take more than a year, I don't think, maybe even less. I know you guys, I got one more, and I'll, I'll let you go. Um, I have all the, time, all the time you need. <laughs> I appreciate that. Um, something else just popped in my mind. Uh, the... You guys talked about two or three different spaces in the mall where the casino might be located. 
have you have you decided where it would be located if if everything gets approved, or is that still to be determined? You know, I can't speak for Hard Rock, but I'm going to give you a guess because I've all been around and hear what they're thinking. Right. I, I like the Sears part of the of the building. Okay. And I mean, taking the roof off and all those columns out there in the Sears building and raising that roof another twenty feet, probably. And mm. that, while you're doing that, you support the roof in a different manner other than columns. That's about 100,000 square feet there. And uh, so that that's a big thing. And then back in the belt side, the convention center would go on the other end, and that would be taking that roof off to make it a big hole that would seat about 2,000 feet. Wow. It's in pretty good shape. Then you have to build a, the hotel that's in the back parking lot. Uh, and it would be a much bigger hotel than they suggest because what we envision is going to be several hundred rooms, not just 200. Yeah, you, what did you say, five or six hundred earlier? That's kind of yes, the. I, th I think it's between five and say seven hundred, something like that. Okay. If you add the new hotel space in Bristol, which we rely on heavily, particularly to begin with, uh, if we can open the building before the hotels or hotels finished, I think that would allow us to have, you know, something near a thousand rooms or maybe a little more. That are within a couple of miles of the. Mm. Okay. And we are going to rely heavily on Bristol, Virginia. It's the current assets to make this a success. I, we really want to work with the hotel owners and put a lot of investment in their property, and I think they'll be great partners. Mm. Oh, I know the one thing we didn't talk about, David. Sure. And, and that is a real uh, problem. That is the competition that's coming. Last year, we told them we really need to get this done because we think our neighboring states are going to lock into it. Uh, as you know, Tennessee's now passed a sports betting uh, uh, statute that's going to allow for sports betting. I think they're trying to iron out the last of the rules, and they, they didn't even deny this morning they'd like to be open by the end of February. So that that if you do that, that's a prelude to what comes next, as you well know. Mm -hmm. We're concerned about Tennessee. We're concerned about Kentucky, which is already through the uh, through the Churchill Downs uh, Racing Commission, is already uh, allowing for the same kind of thing that we have in Virginia, Colonial Downs. So this is on its way, and for us to miss out on this opportunity would be almost criminal. It'd just be so bad and for anybody not to believe it's going to happen next door to us. You just can't read the paper. You had the front page on your paper this morning. So uh, right. That very much worries me that we don't move it, not only pass it, but enable us to have a fast track to get it open. We're going to see a very diminished ability to, to really operate. Right. All right. Well, thank you so much. I, I greatly appreciate your time. Great talking with you. On the Record is made possible by David Cricker, Delana Matthews, David McGee, Nate Hubbard, and Tim Hayes. Thanks for listening. We'll see you next time.